Estás escuchando Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to The Weekly Review, the radio show where the elders try to make sense of contemporary pop culture with the help of younger generations. Today we turn our attention to Africa since we have a very special guest over the Zoom line uh, visiting Barcelona soon. This week we have all the way from Nigeria, uh, African su Afropop superstar Oma Ley. Uh, we'll be chatting to him in a little, in, shortly, in a little while. Also guesting and co-hosting with Ben and I, filling in for Mar V, is Voodoo Club radio host Uncle Yems, who is our in-house expert on Afropop and will offer some recommendations of which African artists to watch at Primavera Sound this year. Our album of the week is Pusha T's It's Almost Dry. What an album indeed. Let's begin. You're listening to Understand, a song by Oma Lay, who we shall be interviewing later on in the show. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but it's safe to say Afropop is finally a dominating force in contemporary music. Um, we have with us Uncle Yems, Yemi. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. This is like a Voodoo Club uh, weekly review crossover. Ben. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good uh, morning. We'll, we'll take it away. Yep. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, don't. Yeah, don't, don't your do that. Off. You, you can do it. No, that. actually, it feels good like being on the show, not being my show, and listening to this track. You know, so that's great. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. Well, it, it came about because um, I, I mentioned to Yemi like we were interviewing Amalai here, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm a big, big fan." And can I come down? I was like, "Yeah, he's not, he's not here in the studio, but he's like, yeah, I got to, got to be there." And I was like, yeah, "Okay, yeah, still, that's, that's cool." Well, tell us, I mean, in your, you, you're the expert. You're, you're the one who covers a lot of Afro pop on your Voodoo radio show. Um, who is Omalay? Well, Omalay is uh, one of all these um, upcoming and rising stars from Africa. And I have to say, like, he is one of the ones with the torch right now. Like, I don't know what he did. I mean, he's making good music, but there is something he did on his way that just made him cross through, you know. And right now, he's, like, making music with artists, like, you can only imagine, like, Justin Bieber. Like, mm -hmm. like come on, man. That's yeah. not, like, easy to say, you know. Yeah, yeah. Justin Bieber has been trying to milk the Afro pop for a while now. He's, he, he had the Tropical House stuff, but then he's, he's, he's got quite a few tunes that have the Afro pop kind of rhythm, doesn't he? I, th I think milk is maybe a slightly harsh word. I mean, I, this is kind of one of the things. <laughs> well, what do you think, Jimmy? Like? He said, <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't say milk either. 
but he's trying to like put his um you know his sound like um con conjunctionally like just to you know um bridge sounds but the first one he did was um with whiskey i think yeah and um that was a global collaboration so for me rather than calling it milking i would say like putting his own beat into the culture and yeah. just expanding the voice and just with justin bieber uh bieber com um collaborating with this guy with omale um you can tell the reach all omale is having right now you know he's yeah. he's having a world tour on his own boy alone tour you know like he's touring the whole world alone you know like and he's selling out the shows as well so yeah 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 that's some great stuff going on well we'll be talking more about omale further on as i said uh but now i would like to turn our attentions to the primavera sound lineup because if primavera sound is a festival renowned for um booking the the sounds of the future bands that represent the sounds of the future or the sounds that are so hot right now as uh mogutu uh, would say about hansel <laughs> in zoolander reference uh well, it's obvious that the African artists on the lineup are cutting edge or they're bringing something that uh, that is totally fresh. For instance, uh, do you have any recommendations on the lineup that you would like to sort of alert us to or on why we should be paying attention to these artists? What's special about artists like Amare, Campire and Decay, who are presenting Bunu Bop, uh, Dina Abdelwahed, La Amazon d'Afrique, who we've interviewed on the show, Hailu Merja, who's a legend. I can I, I play a mm. lot of Hailu Merja myself. Uh, Sor Katakoite. I don't know. Uh, Yemi, give, give us the rundown. Uh, I mean, for me, when we presented the lineup uh, a couple months ago, when I saw the African artists that would be there, I was like, all right, um, there is a lot of changing, like changing and advancing, you know. So having Burner Boy on the lineup, like mm -hmm. Burner Boy right now is one of the major Afrobeat artists worldwide, you know, like. He's one of the guys, like, for real, for real. So, I mean, having Burner Boy on the lineup, I would tell Barcelona or anybody coming from anywhere around the world to Primavera Sound, you cannot miss that one. Apart from the music he makes, um, his stage performance, the live shows he does is very entertaining. So I think that's something, like, um, it's going to be one of the highlights for, from the festival for me. Yeah. And... Um, from the other artists, Amare, come on, man. Amare is like, she's blown. Like, Amare's voice is just too much. And I think she's also preparing an album. So these guys, um, I wouldn't miss out on any of them. Is Amare uh, pop style or is it more... Because uh, some artists are more folk, maybe folkloric. Uh, she's, she's more like pop. Uh -huh. She has a song with, um, what's her name? Molly? No, this girl. Um, yes, sir. Kaliuchis. So imagine, like, if she's got a song with Kaliuchis, that means she's pop, pop, you know? Yeah. And um, she's actually from Ghana. Uh huh. So she's a great artist for me. And she's um, got, like, Sad Girls Love Money, isn't is yeah. she? Big, big hit. That's <laughs> yeah. Like actually, like, three, almost four years ago, when I would come to the radio show with Alexia, my colleagues, and them, we used to play Amarea, we played that song. And Alex well, way before it was a hit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, Amari has been around for a long time. Even even Bo uh, Burner Boy himself or yeah. Omale, all these guys have been working for a long time. But it's just good that, like, let's say, as from 2020, the Afrobeats movement has been like globalizing, and um, it's a good time for Afrobeats music yeah. right now. Very good time. Now, this can be a little bit confusing for new listeners because Afrobeat is the the sound of Nigeria, 70s Nigeria, right? Everyone thinks Felakuti, yes, uh, Tony Allen, um, 
who was it who did that track remixed by Henry Saith? Uh, Even from Ghana as well. Ibo Taylor. Ibo uh, Ibo Taylor, Ibo Taylor, yeah, Taylor he's from no? Ghana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Morgana. First of all, what's the difference between the sound of Ghanaian high life and Afrobeat? This is like be- beginner's guide. <laughs> yeah, to start with, like the difference, um, I think it's cultural wise as well. Like you can feel the you know the instruments they use that the instrument that sound the most like you can feel it from there um the af the afrobeat back then from nigeria was more like political it was more like fella kuti was on his like political and and economical message mm-hmm. to the community and um ghanaian's high life was just and i have to say like even nigerians Years after the Afrobeat movement, you know, we, we kind of like evolved into Fuji music. And in Fuji is where you can have kind of like high life and Afrobeat. Then that evolved into today's Afrobeats, you know. So now we have all these artists from Nigeria that they are, they are in a mix between this old school, old school music mm-hmm. and the new school. So we have the new Afrobeats and also we have some of the Fuji style at like Right now they are not well known, but like people are coming out with the Fuji sound, which is more like, more like local sound, more like um it, like street sound, yeah. But still um intellectual if you wanna if you wanna take it, but it's more like um mixing the street sound, like people that come from the street, like just real street people, and they start making music. So they make music for their people, but that music crosses into the upper class as well of the society because i th- i'm i'm fascinated by ghana the ghana high life of what was it 60s or 70s 60s and 60s. 70s and i wish there was like a movie set in that you know where there's this like incredible uh celebration of life you know there's there's mm. a kind of a stability in the country no and people are partying and, and being hedonistic no it's always interesting when you see those periods in a country before but hang on, hang on. Ghana and Nigeria are kind of big rivals, right? Yeah, we yeah. are. We are. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to respect their art. You know? But like rivalry, <laughs> like a Madrid-Barca, not, yeah, fo- yeah, not football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben knows football ben, as well, yeah, yeah. Even football, the It's food. the Jollof, Jollof rivalry, yeah, oh, you isn't see? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 Ben knows. <laughs> um, there is a huge rivalry like um, with the food in general. Like the Jollof is just a special type of rice in yeah. Nigeria. And um, they tend to compete who has the best taste, you know. I would say Nigeria, you know, I'm from Nigeria. I've never tried Ghanaian jollof, but I would even, let me not say that, but I've never tried one. So I can't really say which one is the best, but I know Nigerian jollof is the best. It's good enough to not have to seek <laughs> yeah, right. anything yeah, else. Yeah, it's just too good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that happens, doesn't it? It's like, why try the French uh, creme caramel when the crema catalana is, no, it's not the same Right, thing. You, already creme brulee. Know, you already know the original <laughs> taste, but yeah. So I, I mentioned that because, you you know, maybe he was getting a bit, he was a bit like, I'm not going to speak anymore about Ghanaian artists or Nigerian ones. No, but he's, you're you good, you're good. No, no, I'm like, I do, I do listen to all type of artists. Uh-huh. But it's, it's sometimes I'm, I'm worried that Afro pop, the genre, it's, it might not be fair to call it a genre because there must be many, many styles in Afro pop, like always thinking, you know, Western Western journalists and stuff always like try and put everything and in one. Yeah, Imagine yeah. saying American pop, and you're putting blues, country, uh, rockabilly, fifties, uh, surfer guitar, uh, hip hop, soul, funk, all in one tag because it's made in America. I mean, this is one of the thing about. I mean, we're talking today about like, the African artists that are playing at Primavera Sound, and they're just so 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 different. And in a way, it's like, well, why why 
put them to, together in this way. But it's kind of like it, it's one way of, of going through it. But like, you you know, you've got things like Burner Boy, um, which is like totally, totally, totally different from from Slickback, which is totally di- from Les Amazon Daffreak, Daffreak. You know, yeah. so, you know, in a way, maybe we shouldn't be sort of bringing them all together. But it's just like it's one of the many ways in which we're, you know, which we can like look through the, the festival bill. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I'm going to be doing a line noise late this week looking at electronic things. We're going to be looking at a lot of the... Um... Nyege, nyege. Yeah. Do, do you two know Slickback? No. Um, no. I'm not really into them, but I'm, I'm aware about Nyege, nyege because they always like come to Barcelona almost yeah. every year. Well, now, they're, they're, now they're very, they've made a, a very good contact with Yoko Collective. Yeah, the collective. With the yeah, Yoko yeah. Collective who actually performed at the Nyege, nyege Festival. I mean, Nyege, nyege is a label and collect... What... what it's it's label, isn't it? And they also organize their own festival and... Well, I think they call it like collective. a collective hybrid between a record label, music festival and a broadcast platform for artists from East Africa. Yeah. So they do lots of things together and like coming over to Barcelona is going to be Duma who are like this this death electronic oh, death yeah. metal band. Oh yeah, Sergi played them for me. Duma, they're incredible. That, that, that must be in one incredible live show because they're very extreme. They're playing Primavera, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a Nyege Nyege lineup within the festival, isn't there? Exactly, yeah. It, it's basically like uh, they, they've got Duma, uh, they've got MC Yal and Debmaster, uh, and they've got the Joko people. And Joko are going to, yeah, exactly, within, mm. you see, uh, shout out to Joko, they're doing it so well. I but mean, like Duma are going to be insane. It is insane. I mean, you listen to them on, on, on you know, what's recorded, and it's already amazing. It, it's, it's already quite abrasive. Imagine that live. This cross between extreme metal and and African rhythms and stuff—it's just totally crazy. Well, this is like what Slickback like is. It's he makes this kind of music, um, which is like I, I caught him at Sonar, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's, it's kind of be interesting." It's like two hundred BPM. It's the fastest oh, kind of thing. It's like dum 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 dum, and people go absolutely insane. Um, and there's a bit of it, a sort of like bit of grind, bit of footwork, bit of. But it was just absolutely nuts it's one of the most intense things i've ever seen and i really really recommend it and yeah, like you i have know, to you, catch him i have to go check you him and out. me we'll we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. go it's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> quite something and who's uh this other name that no kmru what who, what are kmru collective or no it's a person doing ambient music oh nice i always um, have time for ambient ambient from i believe uh nairobi but he's living in berlin now and for instance, Black Coffee is playing the the beach, right? The the brunch in the brunch in the beach on the last day of the festival, which is the Sunday, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think, or is he playing? No, I think he's playing in one or closing one of the stages one of the nights. Hang on. Jimmy, ah, yeah, you found a Black Coffee? Yeah, 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 yeah. I told you on the email. Like, come on, I'm not missing that one. Yeah, I like his sets a lot. Now it's funny when people say, you know, when you ask some a DJ, oh, what style do you play? And they're like, and a lot of people say, Rollito Black Coffee. And I've seen <laughs> Black Coffee. What do you mean coffee. by that? Like, exactly. And it's like, this is so funny when people, because sometimes you can't just say, oh, I DJ house music or deep house anymore. You, you always have to say, no, my vibe is a bit like DJ Harvey vibe or it's more Black Coffee vibe or it's more... Uh, you know, uh, uh, Gerd Jansen or Gerd Jansen. <laughs> you know, it, 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 you think, well, the, you guys kind of play more or less similar tracks in your sets, but yeah, yeah, but Black Coffee has his yeah. flow. Black Coffee is Black Coffee, you know. Yeah, uh, or, or, you know, or John Talabot has his mm. flow, you know. So, uh, 
yeah, the the I, I understand what what people mean. I think because I, I can't saw, put it in words. I saw black coffee at I think it's Digital in Barcelona, which is like a big like really yeah. mainstream kind of, mainstream kind of house and techno festival. Yeah. And he absolutely yeah. killed it. And he was um I think that's the only time I've seen him DJ. But like he was. I think he started off playing more mainstream than he would normally and it fitted yeah. him really well and then he just kind of like made it more kind of underground as as, as time went on and he was really, really I've good. I've never seen him DJ live but I've heard his set and it's crazy. I mean, he's like, he's like, a god in South Africa, right? I mean, he's, he's massive all, all no, the world yeah, over. He's yeah, like yeah, stadium he filling in South Africa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, the culture of, like the DJ culture right now is kind of like growing in the sense of like, DJs are considered like they consider as artists right now. Like they run their own shows, you know. Like coming from South Africa, like they are the guys. Like even sometimes more important than the guys singing, you know. Like yeah. you have to see all these like major league DJs, Uncle Wayfuls, or all of them coming out from South Africa is just crazy. Mm. And it, the fact that now DJs are having like the proper recognition they 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 yeah. should have is just it's just nice. Yeah, it's yeah, good. As a sort of fan of electronic music, I love all the kind of stuff that's happening in um, in South Africa because it's just like they've got like a new genre every day. It's insane. It's just like... Um. That's, um, and then you I'm think a you piano get... coming out from South Africa right now. It's too, too good. It's too much. I'm a piano. So that, is that going to be the sound of the summer, you reckon? It's already the sound of the year. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, trust okay. me. No, but like... Wait, wait, get right. with it, Ben. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, uh, like, trust what I'm talking me. about when the, sun, when the sun comes out, you know, like... Yeah. Um, I because I'm thinking it's been it's been pissing it down all okay, this year so, so far. Yeah, I've got a theory. That, so this is why Afro African house Afro house is so big because it's really good to listen to in the afternoon sets. No daytime the the, day, the daytime party. You know when you see those boiler room sessions that are in the afternoon or like the, many of the parties in Barcelona that happen. Some of the best uh, DJ parties are happening open air during the day. Right, it's mm. no longer a late night thing, and because electronic or that kind of those kind of house dj sets are kind of good for adults uh what i mean is uh uh this th when i was a teenager going or a teenager post-teenager going to house music clubs it house music was still a well you've covered it in your book about daft punk house music was still a young genre in the 90s okay it was still a young genre but now it is an adult it is also an adult genre you know how you have adult orientated rock or adult-orientated uh, easy listening music. or You have festivals like Pedralbes, which cater to elder crowds, right? They bring Julio Iglesias and stuff. House music has that now, where you can have a house music event or party where no one under 40 is really interested in that lineup, right? Yeah. Not that they're not interested. It's like, look... They're lost with it. Yeah, uh, so because there is a lot of audience who's like, look, I want to... I, I can't go out partying late at night because I've got two kids at home and stuff. I need to do my partying during the day and I've got certain standards. I like white wine in a glass. I like sofas. <laughs> I like a good coat service. I like a good clean bathroom, etc. All these bougie things that come with adulthood. Mm. Uh, so a White wine in a glass. And, and, and so, <laughs> in a proper glass, not in plastic. And so... The, the the one the, a point of reference for the kind of housey beats that adults enjoy. A lot of it comes from African uh, electronics, right? Like Black Coffee's DJ sets and stuff. So 
that is my that that is why African Afro House is such a good business, because also adults uh, spend a lot more money than young kids in the clubs. Right? <laughs> no, no, that's so true, that eh? contributes to the rise in this moment of people like Black Coffee. Yeah, that's but the thing is, like, I'm, I'm a piano, right? Yeah, is it really works for like the kids love it, don't they? Right? I mean, like, I'm I'm of a certain age, but that, like that sounds like youthful London at the moment, mm-hmm. as far as far as I know. I'm a piano. Do you play at a voodoo club? Oh yeah, definitely. Come on, even. Like some of the sets I've enjoyed the most from the recent Voodoo Club has been like whenever a DJ plays on my piano and it's just when that sound is coming on, I'm just like el techo abajo because you feel like it's so loud vroom, and vroom. so ba ba and it's just like everything comes down, you know. Like it's the sound of the year for me. Even now, we, sorry, um, with Afro beats, um, there is there is been uh, like a fusion between Afro beats and my piano. With people like David O, uh, major league DJ, uh, major league DJs, they blending the sound, and now most of the new sounds coming out from Nigeria, they have a touch of Amar piano. Ah. tell us about Voodoo Club, man. I mean, you guys suffered the pandemic like all club promoters; you mm-hmm. couldn't open and stuff. And all of a sudden, you came back with a bang. You've got uh, you're, you're part of the Boiler Rooms uh, uh, monthly lineup of events and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. You've taken Voodoo Club to Madrid, right? Yes, sir. What's the response been like in Madrid compared to how you 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 know you grew in Barcelona? You uh-huh. became you became something exciting in Barcelona, but once you go to the capital, that's like it's a different it's a different turf. But it's, uh, the experience was nice, and now we are um, planning on going back to to the capital city. Yeah, uh, we're working on it towards summer. Like the first event we did just as Voodoo Club in Madrid was in Palacio de la Prensa. So I mean, just that you know, that's that's a dream spot. Um, so I think that place is going under construction in the next couple of weeks. So uh-huh. let's see what happens if it comes back as it is, or they're going to shut it down and build a mall inside. Uh, but, oh, uh, yeah, I know, right? I'm just like, is it now that I'm going to Madrid? You gotta <laughs> change this spot. But anyway, if not, we just find another place and keep it going. But uh, the response in Madrid is nice. People are asking, like, when are we coming back? And um, it's just, I just feel like it's the next step for us. You know, like, Barcelona is already home. We've set it up and we have, like, um, like our key customers there here in this city, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. The, the ones who've been with you from the start. Yeah, from day one. Support. Yeah, so now the idea is just to spread outside, yeah. go Madrid, Ibiza. London, Paris, those yeah. are the plans for now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ibiza, having it so close, you, you, you know, once you make it in Ibiza, the good thing is the global scene of promoters are have a lookout and they're like, oh, oh, what's happening here? You know, yeah. and it's 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 a strategically good place to be. Plus, I mean, imagine Voodoo Club in 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 a in a daytime kind of event in a place in. And Ibiza, I don't know how it works. It must be really competitive as well. To uh, yeah, it should be. I mean, as it should be. But yeah. I don't. I don't really mind about that. We just need to step in, see what the scene is about, and start. You know, start. Um, pica pedra, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's tipping away at the rocks. Yes, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and if there's one person that who who like dream guest, like from the Primavera Sound Bill, who would you get at Voodoo Club? Who's the most perfect dream lineup? Yeah. yeah. Or, 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 yeah. Choose <laughs> one. <laughs> From the one you guys have here, yeah, yeah. yeah. give me Burner Boy, my G. <laughs> give me Burner Boy, bro. <laughs> I'm taking him. <laughs> if it was in any way within my power, I would give you Burner Boy. Okay, uh, we can talk about that after the show. <laughs> 
if that was a big and Jan, what, what, tell us about Hailu Medja. What do you? I mean, Hailu Medja is, is is a legend, legend from the seventies, even sixties. I think he's a keyboardist. He's got a well keyboardist. His key his keyboard sound. Hmm. What is that sound? Uh, I'm not an expert on the type of instruments, but it's it's really hypnotic. It's really chilled. A lot of it is uh, instrumental Kora. or oh, no? You're not talking about the kora, no? Is it the kora? I don't. No, well, the kora is like the guitar. But um, and he played not, Apollo not so long ago, and it was a, I wasn't able to go. I mean, the guy's quite elder. I mean, he he's probably in his eighties, Haile Merzia, and uh, you know he's center stage with his keyboards and he's just playing. Uh, he almost jams at some at some points, and uh, and it's really hypnotic. It's really relaxing at the same time. I play a lot of I play a lot of it at, at home. He's one of those. Uh, cult artists, you know, from from African mm. the Afri- African music history, uh, that has recently been brought back thanks to a lot of the crate digging labels that specify and and you know a bit like happened with William Onyabor, no, that all of a sudden he gets rescued from the past and from oblivion and and introduced to new audiences. Yeah, what is about that? Because they think I think they did the same thing with this guy, that's um, this Nigerian guy. Um, Oh shit, I'll tell you the name when I remember. But they did the same thing. Like when he dropped this album back then in the 80s, I think, he didn't get the reach that yeah. they would um, assume. I, I knew his songs, but like a couple months ago, they kind of relaunched the album again. Like, is it, what, why is that? Why are they doing that? Well, this is a good thing about these, these specialist uh, crate digging record labels. Like, um, what was this guy? Janis Stutz has. Uh, Oh, awesome, the, awesome tapes from Africa, yeah, 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 but yeah. that's not Yanis Stutz. Yeah, I was about to say Steve Monite. We Steve Monite with yeah. well, look that that all of a sudden everyone started DJing that uh, only you song, which is beautiful, and it all happened when Frank Ocean covered it at his concert in Los Angeles. That famous Frank Ocean concert playing mm. uh, on the back of Blonde, uh, of the he didn't tour it really he only played a select uh, a handful of dates there was a very 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 um covered show obviously F- first of all because he'd been cancelling all the festival bookings that he had including <laughs> primavera sound yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right he did that shit, man. slippery as a fish my god he's difficult to pin down uh obviously now recently he's he's had family tragedies the death of his brother and stuff which is you know the, i i'm not expecting to see frank ocean anytime hang on wasn't he supposed to play coachella no, I don't think so. No, no, no I don't think he's got. He wasn't like just that, there directly. No, I don't think so. Wait a minute. I think the thing is, whenever like Primavera or Coachella are about to be announced, everyone's like Frank Ocean. We want Frank Ocean. People say it so much, you almost kind of start to think they're meant to be there. Oh, I do anyway. But I don't think he he was before Kanye was booked and then he dropped. Wasn't Frank Ocean confirmed for maybe Coachella 2023? Or maybe he was. Damn know, it. Or maybe well, he whatever. Was the, the 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 Coachella before, like the whole pandemic, or the pandemic, and, and uh, or or it's like, look, let us just announce you so that we sell some tickets and later you can drop. Don't worry. Oh uh, no, it is twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three, right? Yeah, Frank yeah. Ocean. <sighs> See if that happens. Um, <laughs> I know. No, I mean, uh, and plus, as I say, uh, he's gone through something that is like I don't I don't want to put any kind of fan pressure on that kind of thing. Uh, but but what what. Uh, so Frank Ocean covered Steve Monite's Only You. So obviously, internet was on fire. Like, what is this incredible song? Every, and, and every DJ I know, including myself, and when, especially if you play in hotels and those kind of places, mm. 
only no, you is yeah, like yeah, yeah. it just has to be in there it's it's and and, and steve monight is probably enjoying a lot of nice royalties <laughs> hopefully hopefully yeah. hopefully hopefully this is something that we will talk about with O'Malley. the thing about people getting credits you know how from your ex from your from overlooking the the afropop music industry scene yemi is it Stay, is it established in the sense that do do songwriters get credits? Is there is there regulation, or is it still a bit hustly where you, all of a sudden you make you work on someone's track and you don't get recognized and stuff? Because this has happened to Omalay in the past. Yeah, like historically, um, Afrobeats artists, like even there was a culture of hiding their their writers, you know, like their ghost writers. Yeah, yeah, like the Nigerian artists wouldn't admit that they used to have people helping them write their lyrics, like Drake. Yeah, I mean, Johan, allegedly, <laughs> you know, so that's something that like being a ghostwriter yourself, like it fucks you up, you know, but now, now, now it's coming to a normal thing to have like a camp, like camp for artists, you have producers in there, you have songwriters in there, you have vocalists, you have everybody in there. Yeah. Working together on just one artist project. You well, know? like K-pop, you know, all those bands, they have like an entire factory at yeah, their disposal. Yeah. Graphic designers, vocal coaches, choreographers. So now, now they are integrating this system in Africa, you know, like Maven Records, they do this a lot. And all the, even, even Sony or the old chart in, in Africa, they're already like implementing all this um, proper ways of making music. Yeah, and professionally. Yeah, professional, let's say, like, everybody being credited, credit, credited for what they do, make sure they get paid for what they do. But, yeah. like, historically, man, people used to lie about their lyrics. Like, they'd be like, yeah, 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 I wrote it all, I produced my shit, you know, like, come on, man, you have a whole team behind you, why would you just hide that? And it's super respectful. I mean, I'm reading this book on Julio Iglesias, and... There we go. Uh, I couldn't help not bringing it in. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere, every, you know, Johan, Julio... Julio every fied. single day since he's been reading this book, he's not been the same. Julio iglesias I, I swear, I'm reading it slowly so that I can have it as long as possible, you know, with me. Anyway, but he speaks openly about his process of having songwriters and stuff, and he is the, he is the voice, he is the image who brings all this together, right? It's like mm. chefs in restaurants, you know, it's not, it's not always out, out of their heads. They have teams of people who work with them in the laboratories and come up with stuff. It's a totally legit thing. But I guess in hip hop, people who came from nothing and made everything themselves or or, or a DJ would lay down the tracks and, and the, the MC would come up with the lyrics. But it was always this kind of, oh, you know, us against the world. Yeah. And when you hear of people with a team of uh, professionals behind, it's like it, it, it takes away the street edge, I guess. Yeah, okay. I was about to say that because I, I feel like they think... Um, that takes away their credibility. You mm. know, like imagine Pusha T. Yeah. We're going to talk about Pusha T later yeah. in the show. So imagine Pusha T admits in one of his, any of his songs, I mean, they, he works with writers as well, I guess. So imagine he's saying, oh, I moved dope when I was nine, na 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 And at the end of the song, you see, um, written by um, Juanjo no sé qué. Yeah. You realize, okay, Pusha, what's going on? Did you really move the, that coke or is it Juanjo moving the coke, you know? So I think it's more about their credibility that fucks um, that yeah. shit up. But nowadays it's changing. Like everybody needs their credit. It's a work. It's um, They have to be paid for it. Yeah, man, it just makes the whole sense in the world, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, well, speaking of Pusha T, let's listen to David, my friend. David Camilleri on the controls is going to play some Pusha T. Our album of the week. 
this beat ain't normal. And they call you not dancer. If I never sold dope for you, then you're 95% a who I've forsaken all the rules, I done paid for all the use If first 48 the clue, your jail cell was made for two You're listening to Terence LaVar Thornton, a.k.a. Pusha T, a.k.a. King Push The artist behind our album of the week What an album um, Ben? I'd like you to give us your professional critique. So, all right. I like a lot of modern rap music, but I love Pusha T. There's just something in it that, that just kind of really, really appeals to me, that every kind of album he releases, I think this is so good. This is such a great album. And I think I, I, I tend to think like everyone must think exactly the same, and they don't. I don't know if there's just like something in, in it that really, really appeals to me, but it's just like the albums are short, they're brief, and they're... they're brilliant you know like he picks the best producers it's like what i love about rap when it's done well is it seems like so simple it's like yeah of course you just get a producer really sick beat and really good lyrics like simple simple and like it just feels like kind of inevitable you know um and but like obviously it's not that easy you know like but i I think he's done so well like he's getting getting i mean come on getting kanye and pharrell to produce your album you know yeah like how how incredible is that uh, well, this is the thing uh, I wrote down. You know, Virginia Beach may not be as highly regarded as New York, Philly, Chicago, West Coast in general. But, you know, who came from Virginia Beach? Pharrell Williams and Hugh- Chad Hugo, the Neptunes, Timberland and Clips, the duo that Pusha T formed with his brother, Malice. Or No Malice, as he changed his name to since he became converted to uh, religion. Um, you know, it's like only those three, you know, put Virginia Beach on the map. It's, it's really in a league of its own. And as you, you, you know, he's, he was so lucky to get signed on to good music. Kanye saw something in him and has always been with him uh, making a lot of creative decisions. I only learned this morning that the cover for Daytona was the photo of Whitney Houston's bathroom when they, when the, when, when, you know, after she, di- where she, where she died, uh, which is very dark, you know, it was Kanye's creative decision, but it's those kind of things that, uh, well, make a statement in pop culture, you know, and it's like, hey, uh, you know, this is this is an image of uh, of decadence, you know, where, which where a successful artist of of Afro descent, um, this is a, an image which you can play off a lot on, and especially if you've got lyrical content that matches that, like Pusha did. But on this album, anyway, uh, he's got all, he's got some. All the collaborators are superstars. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert he's got Nigo well which was kind of an exchange because Nigo also released his album which also features Pharrell and mm. it's same, same song yeah same song yeah. oh it's the, the same song yeah. I'm a little bit confused about this uh, Pharrell versus Kanye version uh, the, of this album um, which is on streaming platforms the album it's almost dry you can listen to Pusha T's version or there's the Kanye versus Pharrell no Ye versus Pharrell or Pharrell versus Ye and it's basically a change in the sequencing 
yeah, it's weird. It's because you've got like this album that's like brilliantly split between the two and I think works really well together. And then you, like I was looking at it on stream. I was like, well, what's this? What? Three albums. And I thought it was a mistake. But then like I had a look at the you know, again. It wasn't. It's like, yeah. What? Isn't that a, a game that rappers play to get more streams? Like if they've got three versions of the album, it's a way of adding up. Yeah, but I'm not sure if that like that they do things like having really long albums to do that. But like, yeah. I'm not sure if that's going to add to the stream. It might add to the streams a little bit, but not not really. And also, the other thing is like, I don't think Pusha T plays those games, you know, because he doesn't do really long albums. He doesn't do like obvious crossover kind of things. I mean, like he's got big guests on it. He's got Jay Z on it. But like, you don't get the impression he's like doing well, okay, because I want to reach out to this, you know, the, this particular rapper and get their audience. I just get the impression he does it because he, you know, he likes that person, which is why it's so weird. Also, it's like, do you reckon it was a Kanye thing? A Pharrell I think thing? It's do a they get on? Do they get Pharrell on? and Kanye? They're like brothers. They, 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 that was that that beautiful video of them two at the Way Louis back. Vuitton. The <laughs> what post? What you know? After Virgil Abloh, rest in peace. Uh, the the Louis Vuitton fashion show of Virgil's designs that they presented in Miami there's a video of Pharrell and Kanye sat in front row and they're both uh, vibing to that Brazilian song by it's a Bossa Nova group which I will remember in a minute but anyway and and yeah 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 they love each other they're brothers there's never been beef plus Pharrell doesn't have beef with anyone you know he's super positive I mean, come and stuff on, it's Pharrell, you know? <laughs> but who does have beef and his his brother is a, a, yeah. a kid Cudi kid Cudi has Kanye. said that and Kanye uh, they've they've got a bit of a falling out although it's like they're like brothers who fight you know because yeah but brothers who fight are the worst they're they're the ones who fight the hardest they're like mm-hmm. yeah they're like the Gallagher's or mm, the Kinks <laughs> the Ray Ray and Ray and the other Davis. Dave. Dave. Dave Davis. David Davis. Um, but, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll patch up. But they I, said I, I have a question for you guys, though. Like, what do you, you that you've been following up with Pusha T's album yeah. every now and then, like, what do you feel about the content? See, this is interesting, right? Because, like, a lot of it is, let's, let's be frank, about selling drugs. Mm. Um, and I'm a man in my 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I do sometimes catch myself, you know, and it's like, Selling Should drugs. <laughs> no, your Real man. Dumb boy. No. Peddling pills. No, no, and no. No, I did catch myself sometimes. Like, like am I? Am I really listening to this? Is that? Is that? You know, is that something for some someone of of my age? And kind of in a way, like when I listen back to like albums like hip hop from the nineties, when you know hmm. um, I was younger and not selling drugs. Thank you very much. But like, at least, at least I was, at least I was younger. You know what I mean? Um, and I'd be like, well, okay, okay, that's my, that's my youth. And now it's like, no, this is a new thing that, that, that talks about it. I, I, I just wonder, should I, should I be listening to this? Also, oh my God, I put on, what did I put on? I put on a Ghostface Killer song on in the living room the other day. And yeah. my daughter came through and she's just like, Daddy, these are very bad words. And I was like, oh yeah, 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 no, hang on. <laughs> oh shit. Because I, th- I thought she'd just like, she wouldn't notice. She wouldn't understand like what they're talking about. Yeah, rocks, no, but you know, she, she, dropping rocks and and diamonds and stuff, yeah, you know, like, or whatever. Well, I don't think she got that, but it was more like actual swearing, any kind of like swearing that that, that came in. Yeah, like, it's hmm. like this is not good. Uh, you know, cookie jar, put a put a pony. It's like, well, it's not me. It's Pusha. It's Pusha yeah, T. Because one thing about Pusha is he insists on this dope and all these drugs he's been selling when he was younger. And what I could appreciate from this album is, um, on one of the tracks he was saying like, um. Oh yeah, you're complaining. I'm I'm rapping about the same thing for so many years. 
well, why would I change if I know my target and that's what they want? Oh yeah, that's an interesting thing I read about about the other. But he did, he did. I think we might be talking about the same thing. He did like a Red Bull Music Academy interview. Yeah, and he said, look, basically, uh, I. I really made variations of the same album for the past 20 years. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is really interesting because... Right? Yeah, because normally I'd be like, well, you know, you kind of want something a bit different from music. You want people to evolve, but like, I don't... But I, him saying that is just like, I respect I, that way more. Yeah, because it's not like... It's just like, it's just being really, really honest, isn't it? And kind of, in a way, that is what I want from... It's funny because I don't think like there's been many rap albums that have dealt well with like growing up there was that jay-z one was it was it magna carta where he was mm-hmm. talking about being older being like a 40 year old rapper and, and that mm. kind of thing but i didn't really like the album that much i don't think mm. it, it was one of his best mm. and it's like it's like kind of rock music they kind of it got to you know back in the 50s 60s it was kind of new and i was like oh wow you know it's the young people sing and then it kind of has evolved you know the art people are talking about you know having children and and that kind of thing there are good good songs about that kind of thing Rap music? I don't know. I'm sure there is, but I'm like not so much. And I would, would I enjoy a Pusha T album if he was talking about like you know, because <laughs> yeah, like uh, the same uh, thing. bubble baths and it shampoo the brands, same thing. It wouldn't be the same changing thing. diapers. Is there has to be a? a, a <laughs> I mean, I'm sure rappers have addressed their. You know, they've all got kids uh, of a certain age. There was a there was a time when because rap is still was a young genre up until recently, people were talking about constantly sell-by date of, a, of an MC. Like, can you, do you still have something to say past 40 when you've actually reached some kind of success and you're living a comfortable life when what made you special was you were telling it you were the CNN of the streets. Mm. You were, you know, public enemy. You were, you were talking about the, the injustices, the stuff that you were, you know, the Wu-Tang Clan talking about having to sell crack mm. and, st- and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, when you're living in the rich neighborhood, in the gated community, uh, how, what are you going to rap about? Uh, but that's something Jay-Z has done really well. I know I said him particularly like that, but like him talking about like being a CEO is really, really, it's a really clever move because it's like he can almost talk about the same power dynamics he's still you know moving and dealing and selling that stuff but like he's not selling but legitimately yeah Yeah, he's just in a different context yeah but Pusha T like I'm sure he's not short of money but at the same time he's not he's probably not you know he's not on the Forbes list uh, the top 10 like Jay-Z or Puff Daddy or Kanye so what would he what would he talk about that's it I mean because he's 46 I think or 45 no hang on he was born in 1977 44 44. 44. so that's a weird age for for an MC because you're going through a midlife crisis maybe Uh, (laughs) you're never like 44 (laughs) I know yeah but but, you know know, you're like you you still you still get excited about the the stuff you did as a young kid or whatever and and, but at the same time you're grappling with becoming a father or or a responsible adult or a business owner you know you, you have to be thinking of not only yourself but uh, you know, taking care of family, taking care of your elders, hmm. you know, all these kind of things. That would be a that would be an interesting rap album, uh, an introspective, you know, st- stuff about things that everyone can relate to, like the the worries of of leaving your, your le- being a decent human being and stuff. I, don't know. But I tell you one good thing, one thing I do really like about Pusha T, and in fact about Clips, is that they manage to kind of wrap up what they're saying in in specific ways of saying it which are on the face of it not kind of actually 
Like, okay, let me give you an example, like Diet Coke, which is on on, yeah. on this album. <laughs> yeah. He says, you ordered Diet Coke, that's a joke, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, you're probably not talking about like diet, you know, actual Diet Coke, but I could still, I mean, I'm not going to wrap it, but I could still like, like if my daughter listened to it, she'd be like, okay, it's Diet Coke. And in fact, for some reason, do you, do you remember that push, uh, that clip song, which is talking about keys open doors? Keys open doors. Yes. Keys, keys open yeah. doors. And obviously, on the one level, it's a key. On another level, it's like a, a kilo of cocaine or something like that. And I was, I was sort of, because for some reason, that's double entenders. Yeah, they do that a lot. And I was telling my daughter, like, for some reason, I ended up sort of rapping it under my breath. Like one day, uh, I don't rap, obviously, but like you know, you get out of the shower or whatever. And um, she was like, "What were you talking about?" And I was like, "Yeah, well." Keys open doors. I think oh, I don't need to explain that properly for like <laughs> a good like decade or something like that. Well, I mean, I, I love the genius annotation in uh, about Diet Coke because um, the line is, uh, "You you what's it called? You, you order Diet Coke? Coke that's, that's a joke, joke right? right? Yeah, ironic. And the too. genius annotation is not really helpful. In common pop culture, Diet Coke is best associated with the soft drink produced by the Coca Cola Company, which contains artificial sweeteners instead of sugar, in order to nullify the intake of calories. Although some of those ingredients, and most notably aspartame, have been under intensive scrutiny due to the health concerns they could possibly pose on the human organism. That's not what. Pusher is talking about is he? I mean, he's not talking about. <laughs> well, uh, the same genius thing says. However, in the context of this lyric, Diet Coke might be used a euphemism for impure cocaine. Yeah, I think that's probably. I think that's what he meant. Yeah, Pure right. Rowan. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I can only really have a snow fight. Uh, okay, Detroit nigger challenge. What's your dope like? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> what. Do you think we're going to see a Clips reunion? Because they've been doing a few things together. People are getting really excited about it. Like, well, I mean, his brother's on the album. Uh, on no, but like a reunion, reunion. Like, I mean, it's not like there's beef or anything, but it was mainly him and his brother, right? Produced by Neptune's clips. Well, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, what I mean is... Well, it's it, not like an outcast reunion. I mean, uh, the, the world's not holding its breath. I'm it? holding my breath. Okay, for okay, sorry. One of my favorite, one of my favorite rap. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I, I can't say I was that onto them. Yeah, I mean, what do you make to this album, our album of the week? This one? Yeah. What was your question? You, uh, what, the, the, what did you like? Did you it's like almost dry. Push a T. You've been what listening to it I all like weekend. What did I like about it? Um, yeah. You've been jamming with it. Yeah, yeah, I have been. But let me see if I can find my favorite one because I had one. I mean, um, I'm a, just so you remember. I think it's called. Yeah, just so you remember. Just so you is that the one with um, the just so ah oh, yeah 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 just let so you see. remember. I've got yeah. extensive notes, as you can see. Uh, I use I use the Six Day War sample. Do you remember the one about going on about the, the we didn't expect uh, a war that, that that kind of thing? It was used by DJ Shadow Song way way back in the day. Mm. Oh no, I didn't notice that. Or is it the one with the? Uh, I really this, like. It's just so, just so you remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I really like the uh, dreaming. Uh, no, dreaming of the past. Which is the one that uses like the John Lennon? Uh, oh yeah, the Kanye produced one. Uh, that's pure Kanye again, putting an old sample. And I'm like, whose is that voice? You said it's Donny Hathaway, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a sample. Donny, so it's Hathaway. Donny Hathaway covering "Jealous Guy" from yeah, John Lennon. Yeah. Uh, imagine what that must have cost. <laughs> but that, that's that's another thing I mean about it. It's, it's like, you know, you get to this, uh, you you get to this level, and and um, 
you can afford that 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 kind of sample. You know, you get Kanye on. That's that's what I do love about Kanye. That he's not, not been doing so much recently. He's like, be like, yeah, I can afford this sample. Yeah, or like someone on my label can afford this sample. We're just going to use it, you know. And like at first when I heard that, I was like, really? Is that the sample? That seems a bit obvious. And then like after a few listens, like, no, that's absolutely that's perfect. Yeah. I think this is the best thing Kanye has done in a while, although I haven't heard while. the most recent album because I haven't bought one of those. The stem player, the yeah. Donda 2 stem player album. No, no, yeah. It, it, Kanye, when he works for Pusha or with Pusha, is when he does some of his best work. Like Daytona of that year that Kanye did four albums. He did Nas's uh, Nazir album. He did his own Yay. He did, uh, I think it was it eight. Uh, no, 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 no. It wasn't 8080. What was her name? 080 Shake. 0807 Shake? 070. Why am I doing the eight? Anyway, no, it wasn't her album. It was a, a, another R&B artist album. Anyway, he produced a load of albums and they were all kind of... We- Tayana mm, Taylor, do you mean? Tayana Taylor. Yeah. Tayana yeah. Taylor. Tayana Taylor's album. He did Kick See Ghosts in that year, I think, as well. So he did all these, inc- these albums, but Daytona was the fieriest of his work, I think, in my opinion. I don't know. So whenever, he, yeah, uh, it's, his, it's, it's his best protege, shall we say, his good music signee. Hmm. Should we listen to a track? We'll see if Omar Lay is, is around. Uh, he's not a bit popped up in our Zoom meeting. And if not, I want to ask you about your label. Shall we have a listen to, this is a track we mentioned, Dreaming of the Past. Dreaming of the Past. On the bikes like Amblin Weight loss, rent loss, scrambling Now pass the champagne to the champion My niggas get money, get money, get money Like yay sampling Gun stutter, make the drum line like Grambling MGM gambling, blew a small mansion Annoyed cause this bitch calling Lon Von Lavin Fuck who you stamping, them niggas just standings Not me, they censoring block me You hollering top five, I only see top me Award shows, the only way you bitches can rob me it's level, this layers, so pray for the players Clip him, baby, if he flinch at the price of Bottega uh. I got plenty, it's so many, yeah They say, give me, he got plenty, yeah Bruh, you niggas ain't drip, you dryin' Kevlar in this Balenciaga jacket lining. You and your bitch income combining. I'm sending Lorraine Schwartz diamond mining. Find him I came up with Enzo drifters, so you got to understand there's a difference. There's window stickers and window lickers. You know the type. Always trying to get in your picture. Always trying to get the dope through in your sister. We won't bagging up the work. Wouldn't be no dishes. Be no Christmas. Mistletoe. Be no kisses. Made a way for ourselves. We ain't need no wishes. Ah, it's levels, it's layers. So pray for the players. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the weekly review live from Barcelona 2022. Uh, I'm afraid that we have not been able to establish connection with Omar Ley uh, through the via, the, through the Zoom link. Um, 
uh, he did, Yemi does tell us he had a show last night in Paris, so maybe the show is still continuing in the hotel room and uh, speaking to radio shows early in the morning when you're when you've got a, a, a lit room isn't a priority, I guess. And Yemi's anyway, got a, a great question for him as well. What, what was your question? Oh yeah, I wanted to ask if you guys um, went to see Pusha T, the last uh, Primavera song. You know what? That is one of my biggest regrets. I you think didn't. I, I did no because no. it was at the same time as. He, it, he was on at the same time as a really other another big gig happening in Mordor in one of the main ah. stages and I cursed myself for well, I, for some reason I have the image I think I watched a little bit on video like you could watch it on demand like his show it was on our on our YouTube channel for a while and it was fire did you watch it? yeah I was there I was there watching the show live I was actually with my whole collective like the last oh. Primavera song we're just going everywhere together and I was with Weka because Weka is actually a super fan of Pusha T. Like, he consumes Pusha T. Yeah, right. And I was just watching Weka screaming on top of his voice. Yeah. To the whole shit, man. Like, I have that image in my head, like, forever, you know, like. Where is Weka? Weka right now, he's back in Barcelona. Where has he, he been? He got back yesterday. Because I've noticed, like, lately, like, usually he was the face of of Voodoo Club. Oh, huh. There's many faces. It's a collective, but he was, like, the... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, 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 He's the, still the face. I know, but I've seen that lately, like, all your posts and stuff, it's like he's not been so present. And it's yeah. like, where's Weka? Because we're cooking up special and nice stuff with Weka. He's been around. He's been in Madrid for a couple months after the shooting. Like, he's got a movie coming out with Paco Leon. Oh, what? yeah. What, 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 what? Yeah. He's now part of, like the spanish hollywood royalty like paco <laughs> leon is like one of the most influential and important actors slash producers slash directors uh, working in spanish industry yeah also crossed over to hollywood he's done stuff with well especially in mexican with the mexican show on netflix uh, la casa de las flores he has yeah. a character and he on just there. crossed over with nicolas cage as well in one of his last movies oh i think it's the one where nicolas cage pays himself and it's supposed to be supposedly shot in spain because like it's a fan of nicolas cage who hires him played by Pedro Pascal hmm. the, the the Chilean actor who plays the Mandalorian and uh, he was in Narcos playing Agent Peña in Narcos anyway so I guess there's a link there uh, also Peña sorry Peña damn it I just said his name Pedro Pascal used to live in Madrid many years ago and he was a club kid uh, and I actually have a photo dancing with him on stage but I didn't know it was him until recently <laughs> like there's like you know that he used to dance in Morocco in the in the parties uh, organi- I'm like what yeah yeah and someone showed me a photo he's like that's me and Mandalorian dancing together what, what? the hell and I Damn never it. knew <laughs> and I never knew and he name dropped he's like yeah I used to hang out with Danny Panur anyway sorry how did Paco- so Weka is now <laughs> part of he's under Paco Leon's wing and he's in a, in this movie that he's made right yeah Rainbow coming out I don't know the release date but it's coming out soon Weka's gonna kill it. He's yeah, gonna, he's, he, you know, we've only just seen the tip of the iceberg. Uh, obviously, now he's he's in Madrid's hands. Everybody's gonna want a piece of him because Madrid is great at absorbing the best of Barcelona and taking it for themselves. So I think Barcelona's gonna have to say goodbye to Voodoo Club. We're, nah, you guys are gonna no, get so bro. absorbed by Madrid. You're gonna see the real money. You're gonna see all those models and all those. Well, famous people uh, yeah but i mean we've been we've been seeing them all all year long and we've been you know seeing each other but the idea is not to get lost in this sauce you know because we know what is there yeah we yeah. just need to hold our ground and know what we want to do like yeah. talking about holding our ground like for real hold our ground like hold it yeah, yeah yeah we are aware of what's coming 
But uh, what about Egosex? Is that still going to continue? So the music other project, project, yeah, the music project with Egosex is on a hold right now. It's mm-hmm. been on a hold for two years now, actually. Even yeah. though like the music is still banging. On, yeah, on it's a shame. I like Egosex are great. Yeah, right. <laughs> we all love Egosex, but like it's evolved into another project right now. So which is the phase where Weka is um, he's been working after the movie. He's working on his music now. So he's coming out right before the movie. He's coming out with music, new music, new. Uh, and it's going to be on your label on Voodoo, yes, right? Oh, oh, okay, so we're on. working on it, but it should be on the label. It yeah, should yeah. be on Voodoo music. Yeah, this, Voodoo music was was the first release as the label uh, Negro con Estilo yes, with, with with Jimmy Le- Bones. Yes, Jimmy Bones. Jimmy Bones. Yes, Jimmy Bones who came to Sprung. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy Bones, great guy. Jimmy Bones, fun guy. <laughs> and and Negro con Estilo, what a great video clip. What a, you know, that was a, a great like. Hey, we've arrived. You know, this is this is this is the Voodoo the Voodoo vibe. Uh, so there's going to be new music from Weka. Voodoo Club is on fire. The label, any new fichajes on this label that we need to keep uh, aware well, of? Well, new fichaje would be Weka Fore. Like when we release the project Weka Fore, we're still working on it. He's working on what the music itself is, the visuals, everything that involves creativity. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the label, like we're working on, okay, let's see how we release this. Let's see how we get like the maximum support from you know the big guys because we can't do this alone still hmm. and um and yeah the new fichaje would be Wekafore apart from all those we have on the roster already we have Lua we have Brisa Nunjo Dizzy Oseka and Saran based in Lagos so like with those guys we're just holding on those guys and let's yeah, work yeah. and let's just keep it going on them have you ever done a party in Nigeria? not yet <laughs> are you are you gonna or is it a bit like Coles Newcastle what do you think? I mean, we we it's it's on our head, you know. Like 2023, we actually have to go there and do a party there. It's 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 one of our plans, but we can't just like go to Nigeria and just oh let's do a party. No, we want to establish ourselves properly here in Spain. Yeah. Even though our movement is is um you know like bridging here and over there, but yeah. we have to set up properly here. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go home, knowing we can go home. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's there. We we have to do Lagos soon. Yeah, yeah. Lagos is actually my dream. Voodoo Lagos. Wow. What? It just sounds it just sounds incredible on paper. Voodoo Club Lagos, like uh, like. Yeah, like. But we're not rushing it though. We know we yeah. want to do it. We're gonna do it, but we're not rushing it. Are you? Are you good guy? Are you guys good with the the business side of organizing a party and stuff? You got it all locked down. Yeah, I mean, get... basically that's my that's my side of the whole collective like i'm the um, your uncle yams the responsible <laughs> guy who goes home early doesn't drink well, <laughs> no i don't go home early i leave the function the last i'm the last to leave the places always the last one to go home but because that's what th- that's why they called you uncle yam because okay. you were like the responsible one right. right this is what i heard yeah 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 yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't mean he goes home early though Johan. i know okay but he, but yeah <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's the one who who closed. Yeah, locks. I, I be closing the whole he, chiringuito and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> responsible person in the street vomiting. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, that's my aspect of it. And now I have to say, like the whole team has been evolving a lot from the last six months, and um, we've seen ourselves like in this industry, like not like all of a sudden, but all of a sudden, like in the position where we are right now. It's like okay, we have to take this serious. Let's see how we do this and let's 
make sure we do this and we don't regret later, you know, like. So right now we work, I'm starting my master's as well. I got scholarship um, a couple weeks ago. I'm studying business administration. Congratulations. So hopefully, thank you. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally some money making. You gotta go, people, go to business school. Learn to make music, yes, but go to business yeah, school. Yeah, we need to know how to control all of that, all of that. So I'm, I'm on that right now. I have to learn. I have a lot to learn. Very good. Oh, well, congratulations. And that's all we have to Yeah, we're going to have to say goodbye. Sorry about Omar Lay. What? Oh, well. Yeah, it's no problem. We had more, more yummy. Exactly. Hey. We had more, so it's a win-win situation. Uh, thank you for listening. This was the weekly review. We say goodbye with a bit of music. Thank you. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh yeah, shit. I get my weed from California. That's that shit. I took my chick up to the north, yeah. Badass bitch. I get my light right from the source, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I see you. Oh, oh. The way I breathe you in. It's the texture of your skin. I wanna wrap my arms around you, baby. Never let you go. Oh. And I see you. It's nothing like your touch. It's the way you lift me up. Yeah, and I'll be right here with you till the end. I got my teachers out in Georgia. Oh, yeah, shit. I get my weed from California. That's that shit. I took my chick up to the north, yeah. Badass bitch. I get my light right from the source, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I got my weed from Calicuta. Nobody come closer, closer. I'm with my lady and I fly her to a visa. The summer breeze get blowing, oh, nah. Mmm, baby, don't she lie. What is on your mind? Love got me so blind. May not descend to anybody if you tell us me And wait your seven looks, they begging for the recipe Oh hey, they begging for all I get words for Barida, kill it for Ethiopia The real life pieces than me for Nigeria I no go remember, like we looks for December My brother have a time, where you at? I got my pictures out in Georgia I get my weed from California That's that shit I took my chick up to the north, yeah Badass bitch I get my light right from the source, yeah Yeah, that's it Oguni boy, Saro, we Fire they burn for my reason Try to be good, but I relapse But she still lets me swim Oh, swim in a river River, I know they wear jackets when I die I know they fly if I lose my guys Because she got me I got my peaches out in Georgia I get my weed from California I took my chick up to the north, yeah I get my light right from the source, yeah I got my peaches out in Georgia I get my weed from California I took my chick up to the north, yeah I get my light right from the source, yeah I got my peaches out in Georgia I get my weed from California